You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. We were talking about something on Thursday, and if you were not here, I'd like to get the message. Because um, maybe we were more detailed there because we had more time to explain. I want to talk to you about multiplying your resources. Glory to God. You know, when God blessed man, the first pronouncement he ever made over man, which you find in Genesis 1, especially in the 28th verse, He said, be fruitful and multiply. He was not just talking about the man having more children. He said, be fruitful, multiply. The idea of being fruitful and multiplying was not the man's idea. It was God's idea. And then we saw again, after the flood, he insisted again, be fruitful and multiply. Meaning that multiplication is important to him. God wants the things he had put in your custody to increase. God is pleased When your mindset lines up with his mindset. That means you are aligning to his purpose. I want to announce to you this morning that wherever you are now, there is more. Whatever you have seen, there is more. Wherever you've been, there are other places. A lot of times, believers, they love the Lord. But there is a missing gap in the information of God's word that they have. Knowledge is important. So important that God's word even said, my people are destroyed. It did not attribute the destruction to how powerful Satan is. The destruction was attributed to Lack of knowledge. That means that if there is a missing link in your knowledge base, you lose out from something. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? So, you see that missing gap, which I tried to explain on Thursday. I said, believers don't understand where the natural and supernatural merge, where they meet. So sometimes they're leaning on the supernatural, but forgetting that certain natural principles or laws have not been fulfilled.
For example, you cannot be born again if you were not born before. Amen? Hello? The only reason someone can be born again is that he is first a human being. Are you listening to me? So, the physical part had to happen. Your parents had to give birth to you for you to be born again. Amen? Am I communicating? And so, there's nothing you can do if you try to look away from that side of it. Now, when it comes to economics, finances, a lot of believers, that's where they miss the point. There's a missing gap in the information that some of them have. And I use the illustration of um, seed, plant, farming, farming, all right? And I use the illustration of, of um, a pregnant woman or having a child to explain how the natural and supernatural meet. Now, in farming, the farmer does not have any, any control over the sun. He doesn't have control over the rain. He has only control over his seed. Amen. Am I communicating? But he must put the seed in the ground. So that when the forces that are not within his direct control start functioning, there is something to work on. Amen. If there is no seed in the ground, no matter how heavy the rain is, no matter how consistent the weather is with rain, nothing, there will be no harvest. Are you, are you with me? So you have a lot of believers that are having a lot of rain. But because there was no seed in the ground. Amen. Anytime the power of God comes upon you, it's rain. Are you understanding me? Oh, you come for a meeting. You know, it's rain, it's rain, it's rain. The rain of the Spirit coming upon you. But that rain, there has to be something on ground that the rain is giving life to or watering, so to speak. Jesus used the illustration of his, uh, of, um, um, of, of a seed dying to explain his death. I think in John 12. He said, except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die. He said, it abided alone. Are you with me? I'm getting close to where I'm going. He said, what? it abided alone. Meaning that if that seed is not planted and not allowed to go through the process, it will never multiply. Amen. It abided alone. The reason why many are abiding alone, abiding and they are owing loans. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding me? Is that they've not recognized those natural processes. I used the illustration of giving birth to a child. The power of God can come upon you. A man could have challenges in childbirth, in being able to impregnate his wife or the wife could have problems in conceiving and then through prayer the problem is corrected but the husband and wife still have to meet amen Amen. are you understanding me yes for that thing that has been prayed for to now happen but you see sometimes believers are saying yes 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 god has done it god has done it what about your parts listen to me for every miracle there's a human side Amen. Amen. There's a human side. There's a human side. There's a human side. Jesus told the man, go wash in the pool, Siloam. He said, what if the man said, I, I, I don't want to go there. There's a human side. There's a human responsibility. And most of the time, that's the missing gap. 
especially when it comes to finances. And I began to talk about how you have a lot of young folks tongue-talking, demon-chasing, unemployed, and idle. Amen? Are you with me? And they feel that it doesn't matter. So, you say, I'm going to pray for God to meet all my needs. And then they're praying in tongues for six hours. And when they pray, they make tremendous power available. But there's nothing for that power to work on. Amen. 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 There's nothing. So, they sense in their spirit that something has happened. But physically speaking, they're not seeing anything yet. Amen. Am I communicating? Now, let me explain. Let me use the patriarchs to explain something to you. When I mean by patriarchs, I'm talking about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all right? Those men worked with God. They didn't have a New Testament Bible or have an Old Testament Bible. They were the, they are the Bible we're reading. Amen. Are you understanding me? They didn't have a book to refer to. They didn't have a book, a material, a spiritual record to be referring to. It was based on what God was teaching them. And they had limited knowledge because they didn't know some things you know now. Hallelujah. But let me tell you something. Every one of them, God said to Abraham, get out of your country, out of your kindred, to a land that will show thee. That going out, amen, if it was not obeyed, Abraham would not have been very rich in silver and cattle and in gold. Amen. Are you listening to me? If Abraham had sat down there, he would not have been rich in silver and cattle and in gold. You find that they applied themselves. And I want to encourage you here. You cannot see the great manifestations of God in your finances when you are idle in your mind and idle. Are you understanding what I'm saying? No, you can't. If you ever heard anybody say that to you, maybe you didn't hear them correctly. Because it cannot be true. There is a principle of work. Everybody say work. Established. When God made Adam, he didn't say Adam, cool off. He said, God planted Adam in the garden to dress and to keep it. He had a job. Amen. Are you understanding me? He was to dress and to keep it. Every day he wakes up. There's a portion of the garden he's dressing and keeping. That means that what God created, Adam is a part of the ecosystem. He has a contribution to make, to sustain it. Are you understanding what I'm saying? God brought you into this world and put something in you to contribute to this world. The world is incomplete without your contribution. Amen. Amen. And how that contribution is expressed is through work. Amen. Why are you going to school? You are going to school so that you will learn how to contribute. Amen. You are training yourself, acquiring the necessary skills to be able to contribute value. All of us here are wearing clothes. Hopefully. Amen. Amen. If you're wearing clothes here, say amen now. Amen. Somebody made that attire you're putting on. 
Were you born with the clothes? Someone made it. That's the person's contribution to your dressing. Amen. Some of you are looking good now. There are some of you with your makeup. Amen. You understand that? You are made up. That makeup or the idea or the coloring or whatever, the paints, your color, what's it, what do you call it? Uh, the paints, the coloring. Yeah, it's the coloring, it's the paints. Amen. Yeah, you understand that? All right. Somebody made it. Is that not so? That's a person's contribution to your makeup. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody built this facility. Whether or not, we, whether we like it or not, the person has contributed to our having service here. Amen. Amen. Help me ask your neighbor, what is your contribution? Is your contribution? Amen. When you look at the, I don't know what to call it now. Um, there is a name they call it, something like uh, it, the chain. All right? Let's call it the food chain. The consumer is always at the bottom. Amen. You cannot just be a consumer. <laughs> Amen. There must be a contribution. Do you know there is a word, a law in scripture that the man that does not walk should not eat. That means that anytime you are eating, you are committing an abomination. Amen. 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 That walk is talking about, it's not that you, you, you know, I know that some of your homes, when you are growing up, your parents say, if you didn't sweep, you won't eat. No, that's not what he's talking about. The walk is talking about, anybody that is not contributing should not partake. Amen. So, I, I talked about that more on Thursday, so I won't dwell on that. Help me tell your neighbor, you can contribute. And you can contribute more than what you're contributing now. Amen. So, if you need this definition, work is a contribution. Hallelujah. That's what work really is, a contribution. It's your contribution. Work is a contribution. Alright? But we are talking about multiplying our resources. And I want to just take you on a, on a particular journey. I will do that as quickly as I can. And I believe it will help somebody. First of all, I'd like us to look at the scripture. Then I will talk about resources. Luke chapter 16 from verse 1 to 9. Let's read together. And he said also unto his disciples, there was a certain rich man which had a steward and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. Should I start here? Do we have two services today? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We should do. Amen. Let me not start there. 
Let me start with the parable of the talents. Listen to me. Follow me. You know, the Bible tells us about that parable, how that the master called his servants. And he gave one five talents. You know the story? You know the story. Even if you are not born again, you should know the story. Amen. Then he gave one two talents. Then he gave one one. Do you know what the scripture said? He said, severally according to their ability. It also tells us how God operates with man. The Bible didn't say he gave all of them the same talents. He gave one five. He gave one two talents. He gave one one talent. Amen. Amen. The Bible says severally according to their ability. And then he came back later to find out what they've done with the talents. You know the story. The one that he gave five added extra five. The one he gave two added extra two. The one he gave one complained. He didn't do anything with what he was given. Now, first of all, that story is the same about every one of us. We don't all have the same resources. Amen. Are you with me? Some have five. Some have two. Some have one. But you know the idea? Everybody has. Amen. Let me tell somebody, everybody has. So, so you have something. You have something. Everybody has. He gave some five. He gave some two. He gave one. One. But everybody had. We cannot talk about multiplying your resources if you don't first identify your resources. Amen. Let me give a definition of what I mean by resources. We'll read the scriptures. Don't worry. We'll read the scriptures. Let me gain a lot of time by running as fast as I can. Let me give a definition of what I mean by resources. Say, I have resources. Say it again. I have resources. By resource, we mean things naturally available to you. Amen. That have the capacity to enhance the quality of your life. Things that are naturally available to you that have the capacity to enhance the quality of your life. That's what I mean by resources. Resources are economic or productive factors required to accomplish an activity. Are you writing? Or you are just listening? Resources are useful or valuable possessions. I will explain and connect it to what you can relate with. Resources are also unrefined or undeveloped wealth. All of us have resources. I could take it from the beginning again. Resources are natural are things naturally available to you that have the capacity to enhance the quality of your life. They are naturally available to you. They can enhance the quality of your life. Resources are economic or productive factors required to accomplish an activity. Resources are useful or valuable possessions. 
resources are unrefined or undeveloped wealth. Praise the Lord. Now, one of the greatest challenges... Now, you know, let me tell you something very important. River State is said to be the state with the highest rate of unemployment in the country. Current statistics. Amen? That means that in this room, there are several unemployed people. But they are dressed well. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Why will that be? Especially in the church. Because some are waiting for people to create jobs for them. They've not come to the place to recognize the resources that are available to them that they can use to enhance the quality of their own life and add value to other lives. Amen. Am I communicating? So when I say you have resources, I want you to understand you have resources. Say it again, I have resources. When Jesus talked about the story of how he gave one five talents, he gave one two talents, he gave one one talent, and then they didn't do what they were supposed to do. Uh, the guy with the one talent didn't do what he was supposed to do with it. The Bible says they took the talent he had and gave it to the one that had ten. That had five plus five, that's ten. And then he made a statement. I'd like to read that statement quickly. The statement is in Matthew 25, verse 28 and 29. Matthew 25, 28 and 29. Read it with me. Want to go? Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which had what? Ten talents. Verse 29. For unto everyone that had shall be given. And he shall have abundance. But for him that had not shall be taken away even that which he had. Now, do you, that statement is a very heavy statement. Please, let's read it. Okay. Put it in New King James Version so the heart will go off, alright? So you see it in the English that you speak every day. New King James, NKJV. Thank you. Please, if your neighbor is sleeping, just stand up beside him and do like this. Amen. Alright, Matthew 25, 29. Are you there? Want to go? For to everyone who has more will be given and he will have abundance but for him who does not have even what he has will be taken away what is jesus saying he's saying everybody has amen follow me follow me follow me he said everyone that has more will be given listen and then he will have abundance are we together more will be given, then he will have what? Abundance. Then, but to him that does not have, even the one he has, that means that he has, but he said he does not have. Amen. Because say, even that which he has will be taken away. That means God is implying that everybody has. Say, I have resources. Now, see, this is my job to make you see. You see, the day you realize that you have resources, it changes how you see yourself 
and how you see your future. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? God had to speak to Moses. You find that in Exodus 4 verse 2. Moses saw that he had a great responsibility, but he didn't know how he was going to accomplish it. God said, what is that that you have in your hand? Amen. What do you have in your hand? He said, a rod. Hallelujah. A rod. You know how he was responding? Like, this is not a big deal. Amen. I've always had it. What will this one do? What God is saying that that thing you have in your hand is what I will use to do what I want to accomplish in your life. You see that principle all through scripture. Even when the prophet met the widow, it was, what do you have? Amen. The multiplication will come through what you already have. Amen. What is in your hand? Was the question. Is asking, have you seen the resources available to you? Do you know that, I said it on Thursday, the relationships you have are resources. Do you know that? Amen. Amen. I said the relationships you have, they are resources. Do you know that? May your eyes open to see that they are resources. Do you know that your talent is a resource? You may not have gone to school, but your talent is a resource. That thing that you naturally can do. I used an illustration on Thursday. I said, some of you, you can talk. It has a way they used to say, you can talk for Africa. But you've never seen that that was a resource. There are people that all they do is to earn a living from talking. It's talking, talking. People just gather the information for them and give them and they talk. And that's how, how they, they, they live. Praise God. Time is a resource. Hallelujah. Time is a resource. Time is a resource. What do you use your time to do? Glory to God. You see a lot of people, you just sit at home. You walk outside your house, you come back and sit. Walk outside your house, then you observe a lizard. No running, 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 running. You observe lizard, you observe lizard, you observe lizard. Then you yawn. Then you walk around, you sit down. Four hours gone. Amen. Do you know some of you, your strength is a resource? Do you know some of you, your physique is a, is a resource? Some of you, your, your, your face, how you, your look is a resource. Do you know that? There are some people I need to be at that door. It's just the way you look. You, don't, you say, don't talk. Just stand there. It comes natural. Amen. Lift your right hand. Say, in the name of Jesus. Open my eyes to see what I have. Glory to God. Because most of the time, people are thinking about what they call capital. Someone should give me something so that I can do something. But the truth is that there is something you already have. And it has the potential to multiply. Hallelujah. Are we together? It can multiply. Your height 
is a resource. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, let me tell you another one. Some of you, your mobile phone is a resource. But you've never seen it like that. Your phone is a resource. Let me look for trouble. Sister, the house rent on your head is a resource. (laughs) Amen. 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 It's a resource. How can you have a wig that is more expensive than your room? (laughs) Amen. Amen. I'm looking for trouble now. But, but ask, please help me ask. How can you have a wig that is more expensive than your room? Recognize the resources available to you. It is not true that you don't have anything. Hallelujah. And when you recognize those resources, you'll be able to put them to use. Glory to God. My prayer for everyone here is that that recognition, that thing will be switched on. Amen. Suddenly you begin to see, oh, I would have done this. I would have done that. I would have done this. I would have done that. Do you know someone can even just have you know what Jesus did with five loaves and two fishes? Amen? Five loaves and two fishes. He needed it. He said, give me the five loaves. And they fed 5,000 people. Without the five loaves and two fishes, the miracle would not have happened. Amen? There's a miracle some of you are looking for. There's a miracle. There's a financial explosion you are looking for. You have your own five loaves and two fishes. Amen? May God help you know it. Your own five loaves, two fishes. And many will benefit from that five loaves and two fishes. That's how the system works. Amen. That's how it works. I I, I thought of telling you, sharing some stories with you, but I, I won't be able to meet up with all of that. So, that's why I didn't read Luke 16 again. Uh, because it will take my time. But there's something I want to bring out from that. In this house, I want to see people that have recognized their resources. And they are multiplying it. Amen. That thing that was in the hand of Moses... You know what God told him? Cast it on the ground. That means release it. Release it to me. Cast it on the ground. The moment the thing was an inanimate thing. It's a stick. But when he dropped it, it became a living thing. There is life in that thing that you carry. That resource has life in it. I was sharing yes on Thursday about seed. I said when you see a seed, it doesn't look like it is alive. You can hold a seed in your hand for many days. Amen. And nothing will happen to it. It will never grow. It's with you. You can keep it on your shelf. You can keep it on, 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 on top of your fridge. 
But the day you take that seed and put it in the ground, you will know that there is life in that seed. I heard about how a certain preacher, you know, blew. He followed his friend. His friend is always saying, oh, my friend can preach. My friend can preach. My friend can preach. <laughs> so the friend went to see his own pastor. And then he said, I came with one of my friends. They were young boys at that time. I came with one of my friends. He can preach. <laughs> the pastor said, where is he? He said, he's there. So, you know how you see young people just say, oh yeah, come. Nobody was there. Just say, preach. You think the boy will be shy and say, no, no. You know, it's not like that. You just say, preach. You guys just say, preach. And I tell you. <laughs> just say, preach. <laughs> Preaching. Preach, preach, preach. <laughs> Even the pastor was shocked. What kind of guy is this? You know, I say, okay, I have a conference. You know, you are going to preach in that conference. Amen. He had recognized his resource. He was just looking for an opportunity to cast it on the ground. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I keep telling how we located Shedrach. Amen. Shedrach is the music director. It was the same story. I've been telling the story. Shedrach was invited here by um, a relative of his. He came to church. Then the relative said, my cousin can sing. He said, which one? He said, that one can sing. So we're just sitting there in church. I was church at close, I think. So I just called him. I said, they say you can sing. Sing, let me hear. He just said singing. Oh. <laughs> I didn't expect the singing at all. You know, you know he just started singing. He just started singing. No waste of time. He just started singing. I said, oh boy. There's a singing D. Your opportunity will come. But it begins with you recognizing your own resources. Some of you have time. Amen. After this service, this, this service now is the most serious thing you are going to do in your life this week. For some of you, after service now, is you, you just go outside the gate. You look left, look left. Which direction should I go now? Left, right, left, right. Because I don't want to go home now. I don't want to go home now. Then brethren, I pass you. And I say, hey, brother, how are you? Sister, how are you? I'll follow you now. <laughs> you are looking for where to go. If you decide that that time you have now, you will even invest it in yourself by learning something, studying something, you'll be amazed. Are you with me? Because time is a resource. You know, I think it was Ephesians 5.16 where it said, redeeming the time what he's saying is that, hey, 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 as much as you can, buy back time. Make the most of opportunity. Amen. Amen. He said the days are evil. What he means by the days are evil is that evil, the work of evil is to steal your time. Amen. To rob you of time. So you've lived for 30 years on earth, but value, if they quantify value, value how long you've been. You've been three and a half years on earth. Three and a half years from 30. You know why? Because you slept for 18 years. Just stayed for the other six years. 
Am I communicating? So when they calculate value, value, revalue of your age now is three and a half years. That's what you have put in into this life of 30 years. While there are those that have lived one year, it's like they've lived five years. Amen. Are you understanding me? It's like they've lived five years. What they've put into one month, some people have not put into six months. This is how, listen, before this month ends, that's how it should be for you. What you will put in. Don't listen to all those stories people will be telling you story of you know amount of time so I can't even go further. You know, tell you stories of you know you know what you know. Don't worry, don't worry. You know everything. God will work out everything. Now they are not mis, they are misrepresenting the gospel. Amen. Are you with me? And when they start talking about the principle of rest, and in trying to establish the principle of rest, they take away the principle of work. Then the scripture is contradicting itself. Amen. I will labor. But I recognize that the ability to labor comes from him. Amen. Are we together? In 1 Corinthians 15, 10, Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Then he said, I labored more abundantly than they all. By how? By his grace. That means there was an ability to labor. And that ability is coming upon you in the name of Jesus. You know what laziness is? You are not tapping into that ability to walk. Amen. Are we together? Yes. The scripture never endorses laziness. It never endorses it. Never endorses it. You sit down. The Bible says a slothful man is a brother to a waster. That means they are in the same family. Amen. Are you with me? A brother to a waster. You wake up in the morning, you sleep again. You wake up again, you sit down on your bed and just be daydreaming. One hour is gone. And then at the end of the day, nothing tangible has happened. Listen to me. I banish unemployment in this place. I must read Luke 16, whether you like it or not. Luke chapter 16. Verse 1. And he said also unto his disciples, there was a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. First. And he called him and said unto him, how is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship. Listen to me. There's a stewardship we will give account of. The stewardship is that the abilities, the talent God gave you, we give account. The time he gave you on earth, you will give account. Amen. We also are stewards, amen, on this earth of the resources that God has made available to us. So he said, I hear that, I hear this of thee, give an account of thy stewardship for thou mayest be no longer steward. I love the next verse. Then the steward said within himself, what shall I do? For my Lord, take it away from me, the stewardship. That means that if I am not operating in the stewardship, this is what will happen. I, he said, I cannot beg. To beg, I cannot dig, sorry. To beg, I am ashamed. Listen, that means there are three levels. It's either you are enjoying the stewardship, you are digging, or you are begging. Amen. Amen. So the guy knew that if they take the stewardship from him, are you, the stewardship means that 
He's enjoying the resources for another person. He's managing it. And in managing it, he's taking care of himself. Amen. That thing God puts in you, as you are managing it, it will take care of you too. Amen. Amen. Are we together? So, that's stewardship. That's what the Christian is called into. Amen. You are a steward of God's resources. So he said, I cannot dig. To beg, I am ashamed. He's telling you the different ways human beings live. That some are enjoying stewardship. Some are digging. The digging is the toiling. Amen. You do like this. Are you understanding me? You know? You know, there are people that walk. But what they put in and what comes out is not the same. Amen. Are we together? What they put in and what is coming out is not commensurate. So it's a digging life. Everybody say a digging life. So they are digging, they are digging, they are digging, they are digging. They walk, they walk. There's no blessing upon the walk. Amen. Amen. It's all pure toiling. That's the digging. The begging are those that have to depend on others. Glory to God. They depend on others that are either digging or enjoying their stewardship. Amen. You know, I know God has blessed you, brother. You know, I don't, I don't have transport to go after service now. You know, I don't know if you can just sow a seed into my life. He did it last Sunday. He's going to do it again next Sunday. He said, that's how he survives. Say, brother, 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 brother. You gave me a shoe. You didn't give me socks. You know. You know. And that shoe needs socks. You understand? So I just felt I should inform you so that you round up your seed. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. I will not see. Ah, <laughs> there's a guy we used to know years ago, many years back. Maybe 2000 or so. About that time, I think Eastern Garden just opened. I don't know. Um, so, he's always at Eastern Garden. How many of you know Eastern Garden? The Chinese restaurant in Port Harcourt. And he's always eating. Because he's always joining somebody. That's where he eats lunch. No value contributed. You know, there are some people that have become professional beggars. They are skilled in their begging. They don't add value, but they know how to take advantage of the value you have generated. Amen. How a, a, a cousin will call his elder cousin on phone and say, Hey! I am dead. Cut the call. Then the, the cousin will be calling him, calling him, calling him, calling him, calling him, calling him. He won't pick till evening. Then we send him a text, please, just send me money if now I'm finished. Blackmail. May God deliver someone from begging. May God deliver someone from begging. Amen. And may God deliver you from digging. Amen. And bring you into the place of stewardship. Amen. He said, I cannot dig. That means that, hey, hey, hey. see, I wasn't trained to dig. Are you understanding me? This is what I was raised to do. Stewardship. 
So if the master takes it, I have to resort to digging. And then, I, I, I am ashamed to beg. But there are some people that are not ashamed to beg. Oh. That's why we have to first tell them, you are a child of God. Amen. You know what it means when we say you are a child of God? It has dignity. Amen. You are a child of God. Now, I'm not saying that there are times where people, people might have crises in their lives and they need people to help them. Nobody can do anything they want to do alone. Amen. There are people that will help you. That's different. But don't be the individual that anytime you show up, people calculate minus what? Are you understanding me? You know, they're like, when they just, if, if, they, if they just call you on phone, you just, you just deduct 3,000 from your account, you know, just the minus 3,000. Before you pick the call, my 3,000. Hello? <laughs> when they finish, they say, okay, I'll send you 3,000. Then if they knock on your door, Minus 5,000. <laughs> Listen to me. If that was how people saw you, I'm announcing in this service that God is changing the image, that image. But it has to start with you. You have to decide. I know some people don't beg three, five thousand. You know, have you met someone that stop you on the road? Say, excuse me, sir, excuse me, sir, excuse me, sir, excuse me, sir. And I say, please, sir, I, 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 I'm stranded. I don't know if you can help me 85,000 naira because... <laughs> I like, well, it's not just 85,000, 85,000, because I need to say, you know that he's already a madman. He wants you to price. Are you understanding me? He wants you to say, I don't have 85,000. Say, do you have 80,000? <laughs> if you have 80, I will collect. I will, I will collect five from somebody and complete it. <laughs> some of you are laughing. But you some of you have met those kind of people now. Outrageous. You know, I was we were driving somewhere one day, and you know those guys that sell wristwatches on the way, you know, and uh, those kind of things that I don't know where they get those things from. So they come and knocking on your glass, and I say, ah, okay, this is da, 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 da. no. Say, ah, at least just know the price now. Just know the price. Say, how much? 120,000. I say, shall get away? Is, it, is that 120,000? If I want to buy, is it on the road? I'll buy 120,000 and I'll watch. You will not. <laughs> Amen. Lift your hands. Say, I'm receiving wisdom. You will not beg. Amen. You will not dig. Amen. You will operate in stewardship. Amen. A steward is a manager of resources. Amen. The Bible said, it, moreover, it is required in a steward, 1 Corinthians 4 2, that a man be found faithful. The Bible says also that, that as every man has received the gift, 1 Peter 4 10, as every man has received the gift, let him minister the same one to another as good stewards. Of the manifold grace of God. We are good stewards. Amen. Amen. That means that there is a stewardship. My time. I'm accountable for my time. Amen. I'm a good steward of my time. Amen. Amen. I'm a good steward of my relationships. Amen. 
I'm, I'm a good steward of my gifting, my talent. I'm a gift, good steward of my, of, of, of all the resources that God has made available to me. The networks. I'm using them judiciously. Alright? Wisely. Because it has capacity to enhance the quality of my life. How I use my time will determine what will happen tomorrow. How I use the relationships I have now. I will end with relationships. Please. I will encourage you. This resource called relationship, it is a big one. Amen. Manage it properly. Some people don't manage relationships well. And then they wonder why certain things are now difficult for them. Because when we say, God will open doors for you. Who are the doors? They are men. Doors are the hearts of men. The hearts of men are the doors. If a man's heart has opened, God has opened the door for you. Amen. Amen. There are some people, look, go and ask. The guy was sharing with us how they got the visa. You know? The person just decided, eh, don't worry, come, I will give it to you. There are people that get their visa in the night. U.S. visa. Work has closed. It's in the night they got it. They picked it in the house. Are you listening to me? There are people that got the contract paper in the restaurant. Say, hey, see the document, oh, take are you understanding me? Have it. Several people are keyed up in the office. They gave it to them in the restaurant. It's relationship. Relationship can make the rules change to favor you. So, you have people that treat people anyhow. If you are someone that always takes advantage of people, when you need them is when you are around them. Do you know when you will need them? Are you the omniscient entrepreneur? You know when you will need everybody. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. I read the story of Adenuga's son. I forgot his Paddy Adenuga. He tried to accomplish a feat of buying his mobile. Mobile. Chevron, Chevron, yes. A young guy, he was under 30 at that time. <laughs> he almost got it. Almost. <laughs> that guy is dangerous. He's someone to look out for. But in his story, he told something. He said the man that would have determined the decision of him getting done, he met him. When he was meeting people, but he didn't know how important that man was. So he didn't he didn't give him the place he would have given him. But that man was the decision maker. Are you listening to me? Most of the time, the things that you will need next year, you've already met the people this year. May God give you seeing eyes and hearing ears. You've met them sometimes. But maybe you didn't even recognize, you didn't even treat them right. 
The general rule is, hey, treat everybody like a human being. That's why I even feel for some people that they don't even pick the call of their leaders. Say, oh, Sally, that's calling me again. Oh, this Sally that can worry. And they're talking, and the phone is still ringing, ring, 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 ring. ring. Oh, <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let it not be that the day you two will be calling him, we say, oh. Oh, and that day your stomach is swelling. It's swelling, it's swelling, it's swelling. From It's, it's two months pregnancy, it looks like three, it looks like four. So you want to call before it to be nine, amen. And now the cell leader is not picking. Because you two has known that you don't pick his call, so you two say, oh, oh, until your belly bust. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Listen to me, listen to me. Be careful of what you do to people. Value relationships. Value relationships. Treat people right. Help me look at your neighbor and say, I hope I treated you right today. Because you don't even know, the person sitting close to you, you don't even know what, how they will be helpful to you tomorrow. You don't know. My first office in Port Harcourt, I got it from the most unlikely person. The person is well now. At that time, the person has some psychological problems. Amen? So, it's not someone we would talk to. I was not talking to him. I was sharing with another person, talking. I didn't even know he was listening. You know, nobody really... Let me say, do you see a madman on the road and greet him? You don't greet him now. You just pass. Because by greeting him, he might remember you. <laughs> so, you don't normally... You understand that if you see a madman naked by the way, you just pass. You, you act like you are not seeing him. Because even if you start looking at him like, what's doing this one? He will start following you. So, this guy, I wasn't greeting him. I wasn't talking to him. He was around where we were. You know? I know him. But I wasn't talking to him. I didn't even remember that he was there. He just came one day and said, I found an office for you. Me. Office. Did I tell you I'm looking for office? He said, no. I heard you telling somebody you're looking for office. So I went to look for an office. Ah. Up to today, I wonder why I followed him. He said, I found the office. I said, okay. Where? He told me the place. I said, okay. I will come and see it. When I got there, the thing was better than what I thought. That's my first office. I met the owner of the place. I said, I'm the one. He said, okay, you are the pastor that uh, needs the office. Uh, we are clearing for the firm. You can use this part of the office. You have that side. And we use this other side. I hope it's okay for you. I'm not paying anything. I just come with my laptop and work. So I, I didn't understand it. And I said, oh, oh, oh. Um, that young man, you know, I've always wanted to do something for him. So I told him I'll do something for him one day. So he said, that thing I want to do for him, I should do it for that pastor. Amen. Are you listening to me? That's how I got the office. There's somebody that is insignificant, but is carrying your significant miracle. That's how it happens. They seem to be irrelevant, 
but they hold the key to your relevance. It has always been so. My prayer is that this year, you will manage your relationships well. Why do we sometimes call people on their birthday, hello, how are you, happy birthday? It's not for anything. It's to honor them. They celebrate you, celebrate with them. You know? Celebrate with them. Oh, how happy birthday, how are you? You know, how many friends do you even have? You cannot even tell anybody happy birthday. When you see other people telling happy birthday on, on, on Facebook, Even people that are not in the ruling party, they are not as sad as you are. <laughs> Celebrate people. Amen. Amen. Rejoice that they are rejoicing. Amen. Amen. There are some of you, you will never talk about someone when something good is happening to them. It's only when you hear something wrong, <laughs> you've come out. I know him, oh. The day he passed jam and got 320, you did not say you know him. The day he did one good thing or the other, you did not say you know him. The day you now hear, we suspect that he's the one responsible for that guest pregnancy and he's a believer. He said, I know him. You see, the guy's eye is not good. The moment something negative comes about somebody, they've heard your voice. Don't be that way. Don't be that way. Listen. Be generous with praise. Be stingy with criticism. Be generous with praise. Be stingy with criticism. Hold it. Even in church here, Oh, brother this, sister that. Be generous with praise. The day someone sang well. Oh, glory to God. I was blessed. I was blessed. Don't wait until the day they made a mistake. You don't say, come. Come. You see, when I come to church, I want to worship God without hindrance. And uh, you are hindering my, 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 my flow. You know, I don't know why pastor keeps giving you the opportunity to sing. You know, <laughs> someone is preaching, you are criticizing. No, 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 no. You would have said it like this, you would have said it like that. Everything they are doing, you are criticizing. Someone is ushering, says, That how you can usher. Okay, join the ushers. You will not join. Say, Look at how, look at how he's opening the gate. Can you come down and show him how to open it? Stop being a critic. Amen. 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 So help me praise someone near you. Look for something about them and just praise them. And just look for something about them. Something true. Something true and praise them. And praise them. Just praise them. Praise them. Celebrate them. Yes, praise them. Praise them. Glory to God. Yeah, praise them. Yeah, look at the only red hair in church. I'll be purple. I praise you. 
Look at the only twins in church. I, I celebrate you. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Say something good about somebody. Amen. Alright. Learn to live that way. You see, you will live long. Ago. You will live long. You will not be 25. You have a heart, heart. My church, Pastor, this side is paining me. Hey guys, lay, lay hands, Pastor, here. Lay. Amen. Oh, this other side. <laughs> Every day is criticizing people. Every day. Why won't you be sick? Some of the ulcer, arthritis, all the things you have is your criticism. Your leg is not moving, your neck is not moving. Amen. Start praising people, celebrating. When bad thoughts enter your mind, reject them in the name of Jesus. Replace them with good thoughts. Something evil come to your mind about somebody. Go and give him money and just bless them. Amen. Are you listening to me? Learn to live that way. You thought a bad thought. Send them a good text. Satan will stop giving you bad thoughts. Because Satan doesn't like good things happening to people. Today, send a text to someone. Not not the the girl you are disturbing in church. Send a text to someone. Genuine, pure, holy text. Amen to someone. Amen. Holy text. Appreciate them. Let's rise to our feet and thank Jesus. Listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faith to faith online.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Take it the